1: In the Lord, I
3: will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer,
2: O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the
1: Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise whom.
2: up, O judge of the earth.
0: Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? You.
4: Righteousness and justice are the foundation of His world. I hate
1: the work of those who follow it. my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants.
5: And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, TV, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed. To the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. Occupied State of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the impadal that Allah warned you, about, warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, You can click on that and watch it up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that same little area there. And then on the right side of the page is where we're streaming live. Just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then uh, click on the Rumble icon in the bottom right. You can join us in the chat on Rumble. And we are streaming to Rumble. Um, Go to Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Make sure you change the search off of videos to channel. Put that in there, and that should take you to our channel. And the top video there should be where we're live. Please subscribe to the channel. We would appreciate that very much. And then also... We're streaming to beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there, and also dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. And uh, while you're at sonsoflibertymedia.com, right up under there, you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get one of those in the evening, one a day, uh, all the articles that we put out, uh, containing some of the videos that I do, the archive for the show, and Bradley's article that he puts out for the day as well. If you would like to help us, and you agree with our message, and you want to you want to support us in that, there's a donate button at the top of the page. You can click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can become a son or daughter of Liberty, and you can partner with us monthly. And we appreciate all our supporters who help keep us out there doing what we're doing. Also, our store is available. Uh, this week we're highlighting the Necessity t-shirts. These are the ones that have the uh, quote on the front, uh, some you know, nice little artwork on the front that the quote is in. Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves, William Pitt the Younger. By the way, this is the, this is the argument you're hearing from the tyrants. telling We need gun control, right? Isn't that right? It, that's a necessity. We need gun control. They, they should tell you the truth. Gun confiscation, gun prohibition. That's what we need. That's what that's what they should be saying if they were honest, but they're not. But that's that's the same thing that's going on. Anyway, you can get this in black and you can get it in blue. Normally a donation of 20 bucks, um this week only through Saturday at midnight. You can get 15% off when you use the promo code NECESSITY. NECESSITY gets you 15% off through Saturday. So if you've been looking at one of these and you want to get one, now's the time to do it through Saturday at midnight. You can do it with necessity. Promo code fifteen percent off. All right, a couple of headlines real quick. SonsOfLibertyMedia dot This came in yesterday. Do you know um, the um, was it KVUE? They actually obtained the I don't know hour and a half or something like that footage of the Uvalde you know hall there. The, that footage from that camera. And um, so if you haven't seen that, you can watch it. It is just, oh, it is just ridiculous. The cowardice. I mean, and these are guys who train for it, right? Don't they have this school shooting, mass shooting kind of training going on all the time with these police departments? So these guys, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to watch it. None of them should have a job. They, they really shouldn't. Not a one of them. Uh, but you can check that out at com, And that went, that went up after I sent out the email. So it didn't go in the email last night, so it's up. I put it up, you know, after I'd sent out the email. Also, uh, Bradley's latest article, For Your Own Sakes Don't Let This Go, They Are Creating Domestic Terrorists. Um, I played the video for you yesterday for uh, when the father from Parkland uh, shouted down Joe Biden um, that's up at suncelebritymedia.com. dot com. Our show from yesterday: massive amount of food facility fires in the U.S. over now uh, over the past year. Now this that's up. So if you miss that, you can catch it. And also the the things that were in there that we talked about are listed as well. Hunter Biden's incriminating conversations about Russia and China dealings are leaked, and um, it's it's not that it's bad enough that this guy's doing you know crack with prostitutes and shots of himself naked with underage kids. It's that he's engaged in treason, too. Uh, FOIA documents, nearly two dozen secret wars were waged with your tax dollars. Did you know that? Oh, and th- it wasn't under Joe Biden, and it wasn't under Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. This was under Donald Trump. Yep, that was under Donald Trump. Read all about that. hmm Ta- I told you, he's not what he says he is. Disturbing video, but the Q people will say, oh, but he's dismantling the cabal. That's what's going on. Okay. All right. Distributing video show, or excuse me, disturbing video shows cop run red light and kill an innocent man riding a scooter. This guy didn't slow down for any red lights at all. Just right through it. Yeah. And that's in Maryland. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Latest from uh, John Whitehead, dismantling the Constitution. Police no longer have to honor the right to remain Silent, and then this one from Daniel Greenfield: The end of private car ownership. You will drive nothing, and you will be happy. Yeah, that's what they want. They want you. They want you to do. They want you to have nothing and be happy, right? I had a little meme I put up yesterday. Uh, Klaus Schwab. I <laughs> I forget what it. I forget what he it says. It says something like, "I will have nothing, and I will be executed," or something like that. That's what. Look, this is where it needs to go. We need to flip the tables on them. We need to put them we need to put the fear of God in them right instead of letting them try to control us and try to make us fearful and all these kind of things by the way you're going to enjoy the um, interview tomorrow that I'm going to air that I did yesterday with Franklin Sanders uh, that's one of the things he says he's talking about the economy he says to put this thing in place that they want uh, cash assignment he said there's a lot of stuff they got to do. And it's not going to happen overnight. And he says, you know, we can turn that around. And I was glad to hear that. It was a very, very positive thing that came out. Also, um, I did speak with, just so you guys know, I did speak with Mark Grennan yesterday. Um, I believe he is in a prison in Colombia, I think he said. It's somewhere where they speak Spanish, but I thought he said Colombia. I could be wrong about that. Anyway, we're going to do a test today to see if we can do an interview with him on the MMS, the chlorine dioxide. I think you guys will find that he's been at the forefront of that. Uh, that's in large part why he is is in jail. He's been helping to heal people as he goes and preaches the gospel. Um, and let me change that. He's been he's been used to take the chlorine dioxide to rid the body of certain things so the body can heal itself. I want to make sure I say that correctly. Uh, so we're going to probably have that either Friday or possibly the first of next week that interview with him you don't want to miss that any of you guys who are very interested in in chlorine dioxide and and how that works and things of that nature we're gonna have that all right I got two quick little videos I want to play for you the first one here is Stanley Johnson this is the this is the dad of Boris Johnson you know the guy who couldn't brush his hair who just got the can um, and you'll see where he gets that from from his dad his dad would like to reduce the population of the UK from 68 million to 15 million by 2025. Don't tell me these guys are not in on something together. Take a listen.
0: It's only a bit similar. Anyway, but yes, I mean, I'm basically, if you, if you said to me, who is right in the argument, the no-growth people or the let's-go-for-growth people, I would certainly say the no-growth people. But I'd add as a corollary to that, you have to get population under control as well. Because if you look at it in sheer economic terms, how can you sustain increases in per capita income at a time when you have rising population without rising economic growth? Whereas if you have a declining um, population, which is what I would aim for, then of course even a stable economic growth situation will give you increases in per capita income. So that's where I stand. On do, you, that. Do, you, do you have a sense of what the carrying capacity of Britain is or of the uh uh, of the world as a whole? Or? Well, Britain, i put it at 10 or 15 million. Um, I, mean, I think that'd be absolutely fine. I mean, that would do us really splendidly. At, at, at a limit 2025, I think it's complete nonsense that we are now confronted with an islander, would you believe it, of 70 million, 70 million, people. I wrote a paper, I think it's the only paper the Conservative Party has ever published. And it was published as an old Queen Street paper in, in June mm. 1972, oddly enough. And it was called uh, Britain Needs a Population Policy. And um, and you, you could still argue that today, I mean, right now? I certainly could. I certainly could. But what has happened, of course, is that we have all been, as it were, shunted aside, off, shunted off course by what you might call the rise of political correctness because you can't talk about this now without being saying you're anti-feminist because you're telling women what to do with their bodies or you're racist because you're saying it's the browns and the blacks and the yellow racists who mustn't have, um, uh, or you're left-winger because you're religion trying to get at you know, the capitalist society. So it's a very, very difficult one now. And I would say that at the very least uh, the governments of the world have to start talking. The government of this country has to talk, uh, start talking seriously about immigration, because if you look at the rise in Britain's population now, you will see that, as it were, there is a really serious differential in the fertility of the immigrant population to the fertility of what you might call the indigenous population. So anyway, but this is this this is this is very political stuff, not one for Guardian readers. <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, it. it, it, it. Okay, here, here's Mr. Johnson. I got an idea for you. All you elitist types who, who think you're going to make the decision for everybody like that and this is what you want to do, let's start with you and your family. Why don't you just off yourselves? You, you lead by example, okay? You lead by example. See, this is, what, this is what Marxists do. They have this utopian idea. They tell everybody else what they should be doing, but they don't do it. No, they have kids galore. Um, how many baby mamas? this Johnson got? You know, all of this stuff goes on. And so you lead by example. Let's let you off yourself. We'll put national television. You go ahead and off yourself. You lead by example, but they don't do that. And why is the indigenous people not as productive? Well, you guys are throwing fluoride in the water. You're you're shooting them up with all kinds of uh, things that make them uh, infertile. And so the people coming from outside, and I agree, you probably should regulate that that uh, immigration, but the people coming from outside that haven't been given all that stuff. They, they, their bodies are not designed that way. And if you want to sustain it, teach the people how to grow their own food. Teach them how to grow their own food. But you don't want to do that because you want to control them. Notice he's population control. It's all about control. And the people are going to have to wise up to that and say, no, we're going to control you. You're supposed to be our servant. Shut your pie hole or get out. Don't tell us how many kids we're going to have. Don't tell us what kind of life we're going to live. Don't do that stuff. Second thing, this is, and then we're going to bring Lynn on. This is a, a woman who's speaking out, calling out the these books, these books that are being put in kids' libraries and things. She's calling them out and they don't want to hear it they don't want to hear what they've the crimes they've been committing against the kids listen to what she has to say
1: my son picked up this brand new book from the shelves in class lawn boy he was under the impression it was about a kid that ends up with a gig mowing the grass at disneyland i'd like to share a few quotes with you this first one just turn around on page 19 not that it really matters in fourth grade at a church youth group meeting out in the bushes, I touched Doug Goebel's dick and he touched mine. In fact, there were there was even some mouths involved.
5: This this is ninety one.
1: What if I told you I touched another guy's so, dick? So what here's the I thing. Told you I sucked it. I was 10 years old. But it's true. I put Doug Goebel's dick. Okay, in my mouth.
5: So I was in little more than than what should be done there. The point is, is that what she was doing was, and the only reason I'm I'm doing it is because I know some people, you probably need to see that it's real, because you you can't believe somebody would put this in a kid's library. Okay? This is what's going on. And what they did was, the people who were behind it and supported it didn't want to hear it. They knew it was wrong. They put it out there for kids to get a hold of, and... uh, (laughs) What do you expect parents to act like when they find out this is what has been put in their kid's library? You say, well, Tim, you just muted her. Yeah, I did it for a specific reason. But the point that I wanted to make was the people that muted her in pointing it out, they're the ones who've allowed it. They've allowed that to be there. The teaching of sodomy is what they're teaching the kids to do. Yes, we're in modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah. It's okay to call it sodomy. It's not okay to call it gay. That's the marketing that you've been given. That's the way the world talks about it. But this is sodomy. And it's a crime. And they're teaching our kids to war against the Creator by engaged in unnatural things. Things that Paul says are shameful to even talk about. But here's this mom pointing it out. And, this, and, the, and the schools don't want to hear what it is. They don't want to hear what it is. All right, this is Rotten at the Core Wednesday. Uh, run my mouth here a little long. Uh, but uh, as always, we have the Common Core diva Lynn Taylor with us, and uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, great rewrite of American history. So good morning, Lynn.
3: Well, hello there. How are you?
5: I'm good. How about yourself?
3: Doing pretty good. Um, I wanted to take just a couple of minutes. Sure. First of all, let me address what you just played. I just had a conversation with a mom in Ohio where she went to the public library and uh, had issue with a similar book in the children's section. Uh, she was told it was moved to the adult section. Months later, she comes back. It's back in the children's section. So uh, stay tuned for that one. And then I have uh, one of my longtime anti-fed ed warriors in Florida, a dad. He and I have not always seen eye to eye on everything, but he just is going to make national news today because he uh, took another book not the same book, but another book to a school board meeting was trying to read the passages to the school board about the uh, offensive and awful things that were in the book. And he was uh, shut down and I believe run out. But anyway, I'm trying to get in contact with him to see if maybe we could get him on because, you know, this is supposed to be Uh, Ron DeSantis's ground, where he has uh, removed Common Core, where he has taken, you know, all this other kind of uh, great strides in in making education American again. And yet, under his watch, on his territory, we have uh, this particular dad being run out of a school board meeting for speaking up and saying, hey, I don't want this garbage in my school. So there you go. Free speech is really rocking and rolling today. And with that, I just wanted to do a little bit, uh, take just a second to say that, you know, I know years ago when I first came on that education was going to be one of those things that Tim used to describe as yawn, nobody's interested. Uh, You know, it wasn't red meat. And, you know, we knew that, okay, having a weekly show on education might have people uh, waking up, might have be putting people to sleep, but I've consistently shown up, uh, tirelessly worked to bring you information. Be it controversial, be it okay, be it uh, about politics or religion or anything like that, because it all intersects with education, and that's what we need to stay focused on. So I'm not saying, you know, you can't. Talk about what you want, but I want you to know that it has been very hurtful to know that all this work I have given you to be called names, to be made fun of, uh, that sort of thing. So I just want to bring out one verse or a couple of verses from Proverbs 25, and then we'll get into the, the uh, meat of the today's show. All right. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold, it is a wise rebuker to the obedient ear. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. By long forbearance, a ruler is persuaded and a gentle tongue breaks a bone. Have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, a sword, and a sharp arrow. And I just want to end uh, this little uh, bit of business with the fact that, you know, we're here to, to put awareness, to spark an arrow, to put an arrow through the corruption in education, not each other. So with that, we're going to move into our topic of today. And thank you so much.
5: <laughs> okay. All right, Lynn. And one other thing, you know, just just to go back to, to the show that we did previously uh, for— the Roman Catholic commenter, you know what? If you got a, if you got an issue with with something that Lynn has, don't drag Lynn into some your your particular worldview. There, things have been used. Don't attack her for using good things that come out of what we were what we were presenting. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you got a problem, you take it wherever the real problem lies. If you think there's a problem there, I didn't see a problem in uh, what Lynn used, but I want to want to tell people, don't do that. Take it to whoever you think you have a problem with. Don't take it this other. In any case, go ahead, Lynn. Uh, let's get Thank on with you. this. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Well, love the Bill of Rights, right? Did you know we have a Bill of Rights Institute? Do you know who funds the Bill of Rights Institute? It's not who you think. The Coach Brothers, the Coach Enterprises, or, or Koch, or however you want to say their name, it's K-O-C-H, they actually are behind the Bill of Rights Uh, Institute. Now, the reason I wanted to point that glaring fact out is because if you look at the Bill of Rights Institute, Tim, it's all about American freedom, independence, liberty, Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence. Yay, America.
5: Yeah. It's your leading, mm-hmm. but it's not promoting Americanism, is it?
3: No, not when you have roots in the Common Core machine and the globalism. Absolutely not. Uh, now, I recently got an, an email from them, and here's a, a little excerpt. All right. It is no secret that the Supreme Court has been making headlines lately, particularly with Roe versus Wade, Prayer in Schools, the Second Amendment. So there's no better time to address these cases and their decisions in your classrooms. To make things quick and easy for you, we have fully developed lessons, including videos and activities for your students on our website. So no matter what SCOTUS news you want to highlight, we have exactly what you need for this school year. So check out our SCOTUS playlist to get started. Now, doesn't that make you just want to run out and rearrange your lesson plan, Tim, to, <laughs> to, to, to highlight all this?
5: Oh, yeah. Let's look at some of those things that they've they've had. Right. Here.
3: Absolutely. Well, um, we certainly will. But I wanted to let you know that in the archives, you will be getting that particular article that I did in 2014 that exposed the Common Core machine roots to um the Bill of Rights Institute, you will also see that there's an an international civics entity that is involved in this. So that's your door for the globalism to be coming in and water down our founding documents. Okay, so with that said, if you would, let's just jump right in with the Roe versus Wade video.
0: Okay,
5: I've got that up here.
3: Yep, it should be your first one. It should be about four minutes. This one here. I believe that's it. Okay. Yep, that's in it. In
4: 1973, the Supreme Court made the monumental decision that a right to privacy extends to a woman's decision to have an abortion.
2: Heated debates on this ruling rage on to this day. On what basis was this case decided? This is the story of Roe v. Wade.
5: We have to keep in mind, too, that uh, Ms. Roe It was 1969
4: and the women's liberation movement was underway. Reproductive rights, namely birth control and abortion, were at the forefront of this battle. This was the situation in Dallas, Texas, when a 21-year-old woman became pregnant. She sought an abortion but was unable to obtain one as abortion was illegal in the state of Texas. She was then referred to attorneys Linda Coffey and Sarah Weddington, who challenged the Texas law in U.S. District Court as a violation of the right to privacy.
2: The woman used the legal pseudonym, Jane Roe, against the defendant, Dallas District Attorney, Henry Wade. While the District Court judges unanimously found Texas abortion law unconstitutional, they also declined to issue an injunction against the enforcement of the law. The case was then appealed and taken to the Supreme Court in 1970.
4: But there was a major complication. Roe would give birth to her child before the proceedings. No longer in need of an abortion, would she step back from the case or move on to the highest court?
2: Despite her child's birth, Roe remained plaintiff as opening arguments were heard in 1971. Representing Roe, Coffey and Weddington built their case on the right to privacy.
4: They pointed out that the right to privacy was articulated. They appealed to the right of privacy that was defined in Griswold v. Connecticut, which ruled that a right to privacy was found with an appeal to the 1st, 4th, ninth, and 14th Amendments.
2: Coffee and Weddington maintained that doctors had a fundamental right to give medical care and the women had the right to a safe abortion whether or not their life was in jeopardy.
4: Attorney Jay Floyd represented Wade, maintaining that a fetus is defined as a person within the meaning of the 14th Amendment.
2: He saw it as the court's duty to preserve a respect for that life, declaring that even if the right to privacy was implicated, The state of Texas should still protect its abortion laws.
4: Furthermore, he told the court that the right to privacy was never explicitly guaranteed in the Constitution.
2: With the Supreme Court under an intense spotlight amongst a divided America, what would their decision be?
4: It would be a count of seven to two in favor of Jane Roe, with the majority decisions written by Justice Blackmun.
2: Blackman maintained that a woman's right to abortion fell within a right to privacy protected by the 14th Amendment's Due Process Clause.
4: Furthermore, he decreed that women countrywide had total autonomy over their pregnancy during the first trimester, as it's a private medical decision made between a woman and her doctor.
2: However, the court also ruled that the states have an important and legitimate interest in protecting potential life and may limit access to abortion in the second and third trimesters.
4: Dissenters were firm in their beliefs. Justice Rehnquist's scathing dissent stated that the right to an abortion was not in the Constitution and that the fetus's rights should be protected as well, believing the court had taken the concept of liberty too far. Rehnquist stated, liberty is not guaranteed absolutely against deprivation, only against deprivation without due process of the law. Abortion remains perhaps America's most controversial topic across political discourse. Will the Supreme Court revisit the issue? Only time will tell. This was the story of Roe v. Wade.
5: All right, Lynn. What? A, yeah. I mean, my goodness. I mean, here <laughs> I, I'm kind of surprised they actually pitted both sides. They actually showed both sides of what was going on there. But
3: okay, you're goodness. right. But they left out some key points, sure. which are in the archives for you. Which is this is why I wanted to debunk how how solidly Americana. Bill of Rights Institute is trying to sell itself as. And the first one is from 2022, back in June, All Red coached her client to reveal the lie after SCOTUS overturns RV Wade. Well, they didn't overturn it. So there's your first issue right there. So, but that's what the um, the video was talking about. So they didn't bring up the fact that she lied, they didn't bring up the fact of you know, it said she became pregnant. Well, it didn't say whether it was rape or not. She actually claimed she was, and then she came back and said, "No, I wasn't." So how can you base any decision when the person in it is lying to you? That's called perjury. How
5: was God was going to say?
3: But yeah, it got bumped up all the way to the highest court in the land. OK. Well, anyhow, for you will be all those resources. Uh, We have one from, um, let's see here, it is shock.com news. We have Politico Fact. We have the New York Times. And then we also will have for you the recent show that Suzanne and I did as the Liberty Bells, where we talked about the shuck and jive and the the unconstitutionality and everything that was woven in to this recent decision, and even how it's going after education, not from the same angle that the Bill of Rights did, Tim, but from the fact of we're, we're seeing that uh, the higher ed- the higher education campuses are whining and moaning about, oh, goodness, how are we going to accommodate all this? And, oh, there's going to be gloom and doom. And see, they're assuming that any that any female is going to automatically be pregnant and in class and oh boy we don't have a large enough desk and we don't have a large enough birthing room and we don't have all this well you're not going to give birth to your child in the classroom unless that's just where the timing happens to be but anyway the point of it is you're seeing a lot of, of of fluff pop up over this in education, and then they're talking about, oh, well, how in the world are we going to rewrite uh, all the medical curriculum for this to be part of their training? And so you know, it, it's just an absolute goat rope of, of the, the ramifications that this one decision um, has made. And this is why I wanted folks to see it's not just as nice and neat and, and, and pretty looking as the Bill of Rights is making it look okay all right so next one is prayer in schools now this is prayer in schools and the recent decision was the dude was on the football field not in the school
5: yeah okay all right we want to watch that video too yes please okay all right here we go this is the one right Engel in the top in 1951
6: The New York Board of Regents wanted to instill greater morality and virtue in students with a non-denominational and voluntary prayer to be recited in schools.
1: Throughout U.S. history, Americans have debated what the proper relationship between government and religion should be. New York school prayer caused the topic to once again emerge and led to a landmark Supreme Court decision.
6: What was the nature of this case, and how did the court interpret the First Amendment as it applies to religious liberty? This is the story of Engel v. Vitale. There have always been debates over the nature of the religious clauses of the First Amendment. The founders had many of the same discussions we have today over how closely the government and religion should be tied.
1: The First Amendment specifically banned Congress from establishing any religion at the national level. However, individual states had more latitude as the Bill of Rights did not apply to them. Over time, the states separated their governments from established churches and this disestablishment at all levels of government supported religious liberty.
6: In the 20th century, The Supreme Court began to incorporate the Bill of Rights, or apply it to the states. This applied the limits of the First Amendment to state and local governments, including the relationship of state governments to religion.
1: In the early 1950s, an alarming rise in juvenile delinquency, as well as fears about the Cold War struggle against the atheist Soviet Union led to the New York Board of Regents crafting a school prayer.
6: The committee of ministers from a variety of Christian denominations and Jewish rabbis formulated a 22-word non-denominational prayer that read, quote, Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon thee, and we beg thy blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. The prayer would precede the Pledge of Allegiance every morning.
1: The Board of Regents recommended it to local school districts in the state, but did not require its adoption. It reasoned that prayer was exercised by other government bodies, so implementing it in school was no different. For example, the Supreme Court began its sessions with prayer. Many upstate New York schools adopted the prayer, but New York City and some other school districts did not.
6: One of the districts to adopt the prayer was the Herrick School District in Nassau County. Out of more than 4,000 students, 28 opted out of the prayer. Eventually, 11 families, led by one parent named Steve Engel, decided it was an unconstitutional violation of their rights and sued the school board president, William Vitale Jr. They were represented by an attorney from the American Civil Liberties Union, or ACLU.
1: The plaintiffs argued that the prayers violated the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment, The defendants countered that the prayers were non-compulsory and non-denominational, and so did not violate the clause. They claimed the prayer resulted in no harm. In
6: 1959, the New York Supreme Court determined that the prayer was constitutional because it was voluntary and non-denominational. In addition, it stated prayer in school had a long tradition in the country. The New York Court of Appeals affirmed the decision of the New York Supreme Court. It ruled that the American system of government was deeply rooted in a belief in a supreme being. The case then reached the United States Supreme Court.
1: So how would the high court rule? Did the New York school prayer violate the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment? In a 6-1 ruling, the justices determined that the school prayer was unconstitutional.
6: Justice Hugo Black wrote the majority opinion in which he argued that the court did not need to find any direct evidence of coercion, because the prayer was plainly coercive, even if it were voluntary. The school prayer was unconstitutional because it acted to, quote, establish an official religion.
5: But it Justice wasn't by William Congress. Justice
1: Douglas wrote a concurring opinion that went even further stating that prayer to open the Supreme Court, chaplains praying in Congress, and public school prayer were forced upon quote, captive audiences, and thus should also be considered unconstitutional.
6: Justice Potter Stewart was the lone dissenter who thought that a prayer that was voluntary and non-denominational did not establish an official religion. In addition, he pointed out that non-denominational references to God made in presidential oaths, The opening of Congressional and Supreme Court sessions, the Pledge of Allegiance, and many other examples were, quote, deeply entrenched and highly cherished spiritual traditions of our nation, and thus part of America's civil religion.
1: The Engel v. Vitale decision had a fundamental impact shaping how the court interpreted schools and prayer in the modern era under the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment.
6: Over the next several decades, the court would ban similar non-denominational and voluntary prayers at graduation ceremonies and high school football games, among other venues.
1: The issue will continue to be debated as Americans grapple with the boundaries of the constitutional relationship of government and religion and how it is related to religious liberty. This has been the story of Angle v. Vitale.
5: All right, so, uh, I mean, how, do you, how, how, do they, how does this go on? It says, Congress shall make no law. And why in the world won't the states tell the Supreme Court to go take a flying leap into the United Nations? Because that's where they belong. They don't belong here in America, giving rulings like this. But here's the thing. I can see how there's a move with this non-denominational prayer And you saw they got the little Jewish guy, they got the little Catholic guy there, and it's not it's not Christianity to be to not name who our God is, Yahweh, the Lord Jesus. I mean, I this is to me this is this is a it's a soft pedal to make people feel good about the prayer. Everybody, I think, pretty much knows what I think about the pledge of allegiance coming from yeah coming from the socialist Baptist and all. But to me, it's it's a setup for statism. Under the guise that it is somehow biblical or Christian in what they're presenting, and it, it smacks of of Nebuchadnezzar. Again, if we go back to what Deuteronomy six said and what was going on early in our society, we would have seen that there were the small there were the small schoolhouses, like kind of like what you see on Little House on the Prairie, or mom and dad were teaching, or even some of our presidents. We know they they taught themselves to read and write and do these things. It wasn't this idea of this public indoctrination center where the religion is is conformed on them. This this sort of um, Romanesque, you know, the Pantheon kind of deal where all the gods are welcome in there, and we're we're not going to name any particular one that's greater than the other. That that seems to be a, a real problem there.
3: Well, absolutely, and you know, you brought up a good point where they're bringing in the they had the little image of the the rabbi and the Catholic and, and the Christian and whatnot, but think about. How many shows you and I have done, Tim? How many articles I've done where I've shown you that under the Noahide laws, yeah, we have a, a, a supposed common God, but we can't even spell his whole name. We've been over the laws, how they seem warm and fuzzy on the top. And then when you get down into them, it's, you know, well, here's where the punishment is and how ungodly they truly are. But, you know, in the archives, you're going to see because this particular video brought up a couple of things about the separation of church and state. So the first one that you are going to see is there's no such thing as a separation between church and state. That is an excellent article, by the way. Um, Then let's see, there's another one. It's called The Fallacy of the Separation of Church and State. And then also the 50 Years Later, How School Prayer Ruling Has Changed America. These are all really uh, well-written articles discussing that there's not as much separation as you think and if you look at the separation it was out of a personal letter from a president to another person it was never in the constitution the bill of rights or the declaration of independence and the the little word of and for okay yes congress shall make no law uh, blah, blah, blah. And it also says that, you know, we will have freedom of religion, not freedom from. And that's one word play that a lot of these people are doing to say, oh, well, we're not going to pray to God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We're going to now go out here and go Allah or Hum, or we're going to do all these other ungodly things. Uh, that are supposed to mimic, and you know, we've been over the yoga in school, the meditations, the um, the things that are being used not just in schools but community. wide, Because we have to have everyone's mind be in this certain place so that they can be a better person in their community. That's all new age stuff, and it's tied back sure. to the the Noahide stuff, which I give you also the general link to all the research that I've done on the Noah Hyde. So if you doubt how any of this is playing into this recent decision, which again, the dude was on the football field. It did mention in the video game, football games. But the thing about it is in this most recent decision, they said it was freedom of speech. Now, if it can be freedom of speech for this one guy, why can it not be freedom of speech for everyone?
5: Or why? Here's the the real question. Why are the people listening to the Supreme Court When they hear one, I mean, they're hearing one case dealing with one thing with certain people, and then all of a sudden, when that's ruled on, everybody in the country just goes along with it. I don't understand that at all. It would be like if you and I got in a car accident and we went we went to court over it, which we shouldn't be doing. First of all, we should be dealing with that amongst ourselves, as the Bible teaches us. We should we can handle that in the church uh, as brother and sister. But if we went to court over that issue. That ruling applies to who? Me and you. It doesn't apply to anybody else. So why is this all of a sudden coming out, these Supreme Court rulings coming out and applying to everybody when it's only a ruling or an opinion about whoever's involved?
3: Because it's leaving the door open for Pandora to come running through because you would not believe the backlash from the Church of Satan, from the people who are swearing that there is no God, from all the people who are offended over this most recent decision about freedom of speech. And remember, that's how Church of Satan was able to establish their after school clubs was it was a violation of their First Amendment right. Now, that wasn't right at all for that to even happen, but that's what has happened. And, you know, whether you agree with it or not, they did bring up a brilliant point, which was supposedly that they had the freedom of speech. Now, it's not my business that they are worshiping the wrong God, but that's not that's not my business the point of it is you've got groups like that who will now use this decision to throw everything they can at us to increase the amount of secularism and um, we're going to worship anybody but God
5: yeah one thing we need to point out is and I was going I've been thinking about doing a show on this maybe with the Second amendment I'm, I'm working up to that so maybe that'll happen next week that I can make this point a little clearer. But our rights are not constitutional rights. And we need to quit saying that. They're God given rights. And there is no God. If there is, look, if you are a person who says there's no God, which you're just deceiving yourself, Romans 1 says that you know there's a God, but you choose not to honor him. But if you're a person who thinks like that, the the point is is this there is a God. We know his name, Mm -hmm. the creator of all things, the one who gave us our rights. And We have to understand those rights come from God, and there is no God-given right to worship false gods. Now, I'm not to be the thought police, okay? I can engage people in conversation that disagree with me, but there is no God-given right to worship false gods. And that goes back to the issue of we need to quit talking about constitutional rights and start talking about God-given rights and make that distinction, because the Constitution doesn't give, give us our rights. It was written to tell our, our subjects, our employees, what they are limited in yeah. in their scope of writing legislation on our number half.
3: Right. Absolutely. And and that is a very, very big point. Okay, the last one that they had was all about the Second Amendment. All right. Now, this particular video is an hour long. We will not be playing it, but I wanted to show you where it is. It should be that first one. But it's what I wanted to show you from the Bill of Rights um, Institute on this particular Second Amendment. Recent decision was their uh, interpretation. And that is a link that I sent you. It should be the first resource under the Second Amendment resources, Tim. If we could go there real quick. Which one Which one is it? It's the number one under three where it says Second Amendment resources. Oh. It's the homework activity. Okay.
5: I'm a little lost on that one. Okay. One. Okay. You said under one. Oh, second. Okay. Number three. Second number Amendment one.
3: resources. Right. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Bill of Rights. Let me go over here.
3: Yep. The second Amendment. They're oh, going it. to there interpret. It is. I think that's yep. it. Yep.
5: Yeah, they're wanting me to sign in and create an account.
3: I know, but this is how it has been interpreted. And so if you look at some of the activities that they want you to do, they're cherry picking what you're going to focus on instead of letting you look at the entire Second Amendment yep. and going, okay, here's here's what the language is being interpreted as. Here's what the amendment actually says so yeah i wanted you to see that they're they're going to cherry pick that now from 2014 also in this particular uh set of resources for you i will show i showed you then what obama had done for gun safety but it was tied through the mental health and that's through the project aware and it's really interesting tim and this is going to be our show for next week is that there is a brand new public De facto rule, also known as public law, it's 117-159. It is the Bipartisan Safer Community Act. Oh, joy. Yeah, what have they done?
5: Made the community unsafe.
3: (laughs) Gone after the Second Amendment, reducing gun violence in schools, through mental health overreaches to the community, and gave the U.S. Department of Education over $2 billion dollars pull that off Mm. but it was bipartisan so oh no it can't just be the democrats so anyway that'll be for next week but i'm wanting you to see this particular saga through education and the second amendment right Really started raising its head about 2014, because that's when the Common Core machine was really in gear and it was saying, oh, no, we have to have all these uh, anti-gun lessons uh, aligned to Common Core in your child's school, in the library, in the community. And so, yeah, we've seen that really, really take off as well. Also, you will see, uh, let's see, the show that you and I did from 2021, where we went in and showed the unconstitutional spending that would go after your First Amendment and Second Amendment rights. That will be in there for you as well. And then also, uh, let's see, from 2019, we had a show about the anti-gun stance that was being used uh, in education the politicians were attacking our rights. I think you had a, a lot to say about the bump stock, I believe it is. That is woven into the new uh, public de facto rule as yep. well. And then finally, the one that we did where the school shooting and the mental health. And we talked about that one as well. We just recently talked about the one that was in Michigan where they were using the Project Alice, which was instilling fear into the community instead of helping them feel uh built up and ready to protect their families. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I wanted to show was if you go to the uh, curriculum resource for the bill of rights, I wanted you to see they've got it with a nice patriotic sounding name. It's going to just look so wonderful. It's being an American and it goes in and it tells you, Oh, this is our brand new curriculum. But what they don't tell you is what it's aligned to. And that You can find in their annual report, which was the last link that I sent you, and I wanted to uh, let folks know that uh, the Common Core Machine Ties can be found on pages six and seven. You want to look for the paragraph that says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I don't know if that will load for us. I don't or know why.
5: Yeah, it should have been loaded okay. up, but it's just a black page. Anyway, that's, that's okay. I guess people can honest, check it out for themselves.
3: Yeah, yeah. Six and seven, you want to look for that life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness image and paragraph. That's where you will see that it's tied to the, uh, advanced placement uh, U.S. history courses, which we have done shows on. I've written articles on about how that has been globalized and taken over by the U.N. agenda as well. On pages 8 and 9, you will see that the first student's closing remarks tout universal beliefs, not American values and attitudes. On pages 10 and 11, you'll see the advanced placement alignment because it is so attractive for all school choices. And then back in 2014, I did, again, expose the Koch or Koch brothers funding of the Bill of Rights Institute, because they wanted to sell you on um, they were such a free uh freedom loving entity and how they have taken this particular entity and used it to rewrite our history in America. And uh, we've seen the civics just watered down and watered down and just it's been absolutely awful. And then lastly, in 2018, I did an article. It's called Spicing of Education. This is where the advanced placement uh, for U.S. history tied itself to the international baccalaureate curriculum, and we know that that is precisely from the United Nations.
5: Yeah, all of this is obviously to undermine the foundations that we have as a people right. here in the United States. There's no doubt about that. But you're, you're right. You know, you made mention at the first where I would talk about uh, the education is sort of a yawn issue. But right. the more we've gone into this, i got to tell you, when, when you start seeing it branch out, to being mm-hmm. about uh, what? Do, what do we have? The the one word and one purpose and all these things of driving the religions together, and then the actual movement of uh, common you know,
3: purpose. That was it. The common purpose. The common that purpose. Was, yeah, we did a show on that. Mm-hmm. And
5: basically, you see, you see this right here happening.
3: Oh, absolutely, it is.
5: Uh oh, I forgot <laughs> to play the music. But you, you see this happening. This is literally, and and the whole idea behind The Wall album, my understanding was, was it was about communism. And that's what you're actually seeing develop, and it's been developing in our own uh, country Mm -hmm. here for decades. And we're seeing that. That, to me, if people really saw what was going on there, and I think there's a deception that's happening. You've talked about DeSantis with the Common Core and all this other stuff. That's the deception that's taking place. He's saying, "Oh no, we're 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 on with you, with you Christians. We're on with you people of American values, which are supposed to be biblical values, by the way. Uh, we're on with you guys. We're on your side and stuff." Meanwhile, they're slipping it in under another name. Uh, they're continuing to, to to promote the things. They'll they'll do a little bit to give you a, a you know throw you a bone, so to speak. But yeah. they're not they're not cutting the head off the snake. So you know, it, it, in what they're doing, they're just not right. Doing that.
3: Right. And it's not just him, but I wanted to sure. to point out that it's absolutely horribly ironic that this one dad in that state had this happen to him, because you would think that, you know, if things were all nice and rosy, as DeSantis is telling us as far as education in that state, you would think that this dad would have been able to freely speak and show the school board, hey, do you know what you're really uh, promoting? But didn't happen. And it's you know, it's not the only state. It's not the only state that is, um, you know, pulling the wool over our eyes or giving us a bone here and there. I mean, you know, Arizona is off the charts right now with their supposed school choice. But we did that a couple of shows ago, too, and showed you the lies around that as well. So We've really got to stop looking at the Wednesday show like it's, well, we're just going to talk about education and throw our hands up and, oh, there's nothing I can I can do to stop it. Yes, there absolutely is. Start going to the meetings. I don't care if they shut you down or not. Show up. Speak up. Speak out. Go with other people. Because what happened in these cases is that you had one parent. You should have had a group of parents standing there together because we're more powerful united Amen. than we are by ourselves that's
5: right yeah strands of ropes together are much stronger than just the one by itself right, right. And then we got about 25 seconds here take time okay. and tell people where they can find out more about you
3: okay commoncordiva.com if you wish to financially bless any of the work that i do for you uh i Donations would be greatly appreciated. Of course, uh, you know, I know times are tough for everyone. Prayer support is also needed. You can find me on Rumble, the, the Liberty Bells. You can find me on American Policy Center's Catching Fire uh, TV news. That's every other week. And uh, you can find me on all the usual uh, social media platforms.
5: All right, Lynn, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for all the effort you put into to things for us on Wednesday. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sons of Liberty Media.com, And in the morning it'll be a pre-record we had a little glitches and stuff but it'll be franklin sanders lord willing 6 a.m talk to you then